till I'm injured Cause I'm a traveler Oh, I'm a traveler Welcome back to the Extra Finnings Podcast presented by Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group is the presenting sponsor of Extra Finnings. Atlantic Bay believes lending peace of mind goes beyond mortgages. We've got a busy schedule as always. We're coming to you a day later. Uh, Monarchs didn't get back from Middle Tennessee until Monday afternoon. So that's why we're we're taping today. Coach, how are you? Doing well. We got a beautiful day and um, my alma mater coming into play us this afternoon. So exciting times. Gonna be about you know upper 60s, low 70s at game time. And uh, feels feels much more like spring now that we are officially in the spring. That's right. And as always, joined by Bo Calvin. Boy, Bo, how are you doing today? Great. Doing good. Fantastic. We will recap a three and one week for the Monarchs as they jumped into conference play. We'll look ahead to um, the first home conference series of the week or the, of the year, excuse me, as the Monarchs host Charlotte this upcoming week. Uh, coach, a 9-8 walk-off win over East Carolina in the 10th inning on Tuesday. It was a game to me that, that felt like at least at the end of it, an NCAA regional game, probably the biggest test you've had so far this year. Uh, just how important was it to, to go deep into a game like that against a good team and, and pull it out late? Well, you know, the guys knew the schedule was getting turned up and um, certainly playing a outstanding program like East Carolina, perennial, you know, NCAA tournament team and, and, and also a hosting team. Um, who we've beaten a few times in a row now. So that seems like a long time ago last Tuesday <laughs> now, but it was a great game and um, back and forth, you know, they jumped up on a seven to three, uh, got some big hits early. And then, you know, we hit some home runs to get back in it. And um, I think maybe uh, we only scored two of our nine that, that weren't via the home run. Um, you know, I think Chris Dingler had a two out single maybe. And then, the last run of the game on the walk. So uh, the bullpen came in, did a great job holding them where they were, allowed us to get back in the, in the game. And then, uh, you know, we have a couple hits there in the, in the 10th inning and um, you know, they, they walk Brock to load him up. And then Tommy Bell has a big at bat, you know, uh, just a veteran at bat, uh, didn't chase the sliders and you get a walk off walk. <laughs> so big win for us. And then you got to go on the road. Um, you know, to, to Middle Tennessee for opening the conference. That's right. Took two out of three from the Blue Raiders, uh, 23-7 on Friday and 6-3 on Saturday before suffering a setback on Sunday. It was your first loss in 14 games. Interestingly enough, no CUSA school swept their opponent this weekend. Does that just speak to the depth of the league or just the unpredictable nature of baseball on any given weekend? Yeah, probably a little of both. I mean, there will be some sweeps at some point where people get hurt and the injuries and things of that nature. But that opening weekend, you know, um, the two two and one was the best anybody did. So, uh, yeah, it's always a very balanced conference. It's hard to win on the road. Um, I was really impressed with Middle's pitching. Um, I thought they ran out some really good arms against us. And we played real well mostly all weekend other than the seventh inning on Sunday. And some of that was my fault. I, I think I probably took Armstrong out of that game too soon, just uh, looking back on it, um, you know, knowing what we had in the pen. And some of it was execution. You know, those guys that came in and pitched just didn't do a good job. Um, and they have before, Jacob Gomez in particular. But, 
you know, you can't give up free bases and hit guys and walk guys uh, in the last three innings of a game or you're going to get beat. So it's things we got to clean up there. Plus side of it was it was Sam Armstrong's best uh, outing of the year, in my opinion. Um, he really threw the ball well for us. And like I said, I probably should have sent him back out there in the fifth. Um, so that one's on me. I'll take that. And we'll, we'll learn and grow from that experience. 13 in a row is hard in any sport, um, especially baseball. And um, I think maybe, uh, you know, the you, you got that hourglass tipped upside down and maybe all the sand ran out of it for us right there. So it gives us something to, you know, be a little bit ornery about and uh, start a new winning streak, hopefully, today. That's um, right. Okay, um, though. Um, this is the second walk-off walk we've had since I've, been, since I've been coming to games. Johnny Wilson did it against VCU. He sure did. I remember that boat. Yeah, Johnny Johnny was it against VCU and against their closer and just and it was it was he got mobbed just like Tommy Bell did. Yeah, I know. It was it. Awesome. Yeah, that was cool. I had a gut feeling that Tommy was gonna get hit by a pitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind, of, kind of felt that way, didn't it? Uh-huh. So speaking of that, you know, it leads us into um uh, gonna lead Bell off this afternoon. I've been wanting to do it for a while. Um, but we were winning, so you don't uh, try to mess with that. Uh, I think Kenny Labar is much more comfortable in the two-hole. Um, Bell's getting on base. He's, he's not walking a lot. He's not striking out a lot either. So, But he is getting on base. He's a veteran guy, and um, I think that's just we're going to try it. You know, we're still searching for that, that leadoff hitter. You know, last year was a little bit easier for us. Oh, I just – Lost the feet. There we go. Uh, last year was a little bit easier for us. KB was our guy from start to finish, and uh, this year we've been searching for it. So uh, we're still trying to fig figure some of the lineup stuff out and, and the pitching things. So that's early season baseball. We're getting closer, I think, and figuring out who can do what. And that's uh, part of our job as a coaching staff is to do that. And, um, you know, you come out of any road series with a, a, a series victory, you're going to be happy with that, though, certainly. Correct. And I think it just it speaks to the overall depth of this team that you're able to, to mix and match in the leadoff spot. And the fact that your eight, nine hitters really could be leadoff hitters. There's not that that gap that you would expect from a lot of other teams. Yeah, you'd like to think that guys are going to continue to improve. And we, we do have some potential leadoff guys that are down there. I'm just not sure they're quite ready for it right now. But um, lineup wise, we. We, we, the only thing, I, I mean, maybe from a negative, we're still leaving too many runners on third with less than two outs. And we've got some veteran guys that are doing it. And we've got to clean that up because that, that catches up to you. So that's something we'll speak to today. Uh, maybe work on it a little bit in BP, make it a, a point of emphasis and, and try to get out there and get back, uh, start playing. It's nice to be home, uh, certainly when you played a lot of home games and then you go on the road uh, and have to deal with all of those things. And, you know, uh, part of the podcast today, I thought would be to just make people aware of kind of what you go through um, in a road weekend. You know, Ted Alexander, our radio guy, he's always amazed at how resilient our guys are. You know, we don't fly charters. Uh, we fly commercial. There's always connecting. You got all the luggage. Um, then you're on a bus. You know, it was 40 minutes to the hotel. Quick change. Um get back on the bus, get over for practice. Uh, you get done with practice by, you know, 8.30. 
You're trying to get them back to the hotel to get some food. Oh, by the way, the food's late. Uh, they don't eat till 930. You think you got a Friday night game that gets moved up to Friday at three because we've got weather coming in. Um, everything in baseball is based on the weather. And so it's always pretty fluid. And um, that's why, uh, you know, my, my, my podcast uh, muse now, Krisha, she said, you should play Traveler by Chris Stapleton and talk about the travels, you know. Um, and something that was really neat um, this weekend, I thought, was just how many parents and families uh, came there. And maybe it's because Nashville's a, from a long way away. Matt Kootenay's family from Canada, uh, Tommy Gertner's family from Chicago. Maybe it's a, just a better flight to Nashville, possibly. But we had a really good crowd of parents and families there. I know that's exciting for them to get to see their sons play and play well. Tommy Gertner had his best start of the year. You know, Matt Kootenay hit three home runs on the weekend. Um, so that's a that's a really neat part of it to see uh, the kids and, and be able to see their their family, especially the ones that don't get to do that too often. But also let people know about you know the schedule. I mean, it's a really hectic, uh, busy, rec reckless schedule sometimes, and the guys have to adjust uh, at the drop of a hat. And even after our practice Thursday. Um, then we got to put the tarp on for them because that's a conference rule if it's going to rain and you practice Thursday evening and the, the business team puts it on. So our guys are out there putting the tarp, their tarp on their field. Uh, and, you know, I was talking to Ted Alexander then after we worked out while they're doing it. And they're just having – they're being college kids. They're, you know, grabbing around and playing around, having fun. And it's, uh, it's, it's part of the whole experience, certainly, you know. But it's something that college baseball players go through that – I don't think any other sports really deal with just because of the fields and the weather, and the tarps and moving games around, things of that nature. Um, it's, uh, you know, and then we, we had a disjointed travel schedule coming back. We were trying to save some money and weren't able to come back until Monday instead of Sunday night. So, uh, which makes it tougher on academics. Our guys do a good job of handling that with Amy, our academic advisor. But so it's a, it's a strange week. I mean, I think today, we're all certainly still getting our feet under us and we'll have to talk about that because we don't want to come out here and sleepwalk against VMI. They've got a good club and they'll beat you. Yeah, you're exactly right. There's, there's always a lot behind the scenes or, or below the, the surface that you don't know about that you don't necessarily see. And it's, I've done, I did it 20 sometimes with women's basketball in the winter and, you know, you only play one game in that situation, but still the, Travel is chaos, and uh, it takes a lot to, to overcome that and, and still be able to perform well. Yeah, yeah, it does. And with a veteran group, it's a little bit easier, certainly, and, and they'll handle this today as well. But we're going to get them moving a little bit and uh, get, our, get our bodies moving. Warm weather helps, too. <laughs> uh, we played on three completely different days this weekend. Friday was warm, Saturday was really cold, and then Sunday was warm again. So, uh, But at least we didn't have to play a doubleheader. That was nice. Always. <laughs> Always. Right. This probably won't publish until after the BMI game. Just some yeah. little inside baseball there for everyone. So I don't want to go spend too much time on them. But as you mentioned, it's your alma mater. You played there four years, head coach there for three years. You're a Hall of Famer there. What does it mean to you to be a VMI alum and, and be able to, to play them on the field? Well, I'm very proud to be an alum. It's a it's a fantastic institution. Uh, produces uh, 
you know, the mission there is to produce educated and honorable men. And I like to think that I'm one of those uh, most days anyway. Bo might disagree with you sometimes, but uh, we try to be. And um, I've got a lot of great friends uh, that I went to school with their alums. Their head coach is a great friend of mine, Jonathan Hadra. He, he coached for me at Western Kentucky. Uh, he does a fantastic job with those guys. And um, they're always going to compete hard against you. And, you know, it's, a, it's always a hard-fought game. You have to play well to beat them. So I, I don't expect today to be any different. And um, so we'll, we'll come out there ready to go. Of course, and, and I imagine – such a small enrollment school and uh it's you know it's it's not it's not like every other school the the military aspect I, i'm sure it is a really tight fraternity especially for for anyone that has played baseball as well yeah it is it, without a doubt you know uh wood selig our athletic director dr selig he went to washington lee which is right next door and he's got the great line about vmi uh he says it's a million dollar education shoved up your rear end a nickel at a time, <laughs> which I love. I love telling that story because it's very true. Um, it's a, it's an interesting, unusual, different place to go to school. Uh, taught me a lot of really wonderful things, even though they weren't wonderful when I was learning them, um, that I've been able to hang on to and use uh, the rest of my life. And one of those, the most important of them is probably time management. And it's things that we constantly are trying to help our players learn and be better at. But you, you, you learn time management there. You don't have a choice. And uh, I'm very thankful for that because it helped me uh, and continues to help me to this day. Time is always of the essence. So we, we don't waste time. And uh, I believe that wholeheartedly. And that's something I picked up uh, as, a, as a young rat uh, freshman at BMI. Fantastic. We'll turn our attention to uh, the weekend now. You're able to host your first CUSA series of the year. It's Charlotte, uh, famously played eight straight games against Charlotte last season. They're sort of your main local rival, maybe not having as good of a season as last year, lost an important piece in the transfer portal. But what are you expecting out of the uh, 49ers this weekend? Well, they're very good. They're very well coached. They're going to play hard against you. They've got really good players. A lot of the same guys as last year, like us. And so – you know, they beat us um, three out of four down there, and then we beat them three out of four up here. And um, I felt like uh, the, the teams were very even, and I'm sure I'm going to feel like that again. So it's going to come down to how you play. And we've, we've been using that theme forever here. You know, let's not worry about if we think they're better than us, we're better than them. None of that matters. It's you got to go play well to win. So same thing I'm going to tell them today. And uh, you don't play records or names on jersey. You play the game and try to play it well, and we'll count them up at the end. So, um, you know, we will – we'll start talking about Charlotte uh, Wednesday. But I don't ever like to get to that, you know, when we got another game to play. So we'll, we'll focus on BMI today. And uh, by the time everybody hears that, that'll be history, I'm sure. So hopefully we'll have won <laughs> by the time they hear this. We'll see. And uh, at least played well. And then we'll start getting into Charlotte. But I know they'll be good. It'll be a hard-fought series. Well, what was your memory of uh, eight games in two weeks against Charlotte last year? Um, I didn't go to the games because I was I was in surgery during that time. But I remember they were all very, 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 very close and very, very 
like one pitch or one one out, you know, one inning. Either either way, it could have caused us to go um, lose the series or win the series. You know what I'm saying? So very very close to being um, like they were. I think they were very we very uh, had mirrors of each other. I think we were mirrors of each other. You know, like because we're, we're we're basically the same team, same teams. You know, but. I remember watching it was it was very close. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'd, I'd be remiss if we didn't mention Andy Gariola won Conference USA Hitter of the Week yesterday. Yeah, certainly. Congratulations to Andy. <laughs> he had a fantastic week. I mean, uh, you know, had a ton of hits, ton of RBIs. Um, he's well ahead of where he was pace wise last year in home runs and RBIs. So um, we're excited about you know what he's doing in the middle of our lineup. I mean, he was a wrecking ball. This weekend, man, and, 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 and a couple and, other balls that if they'd have just got up in the air a little more would have been out as well. And he hit that ball against East Carolina that hasn't come down yet. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was watching the ball. I couldn't. I couldn't even see the ball when he hit. I knew he hit it, but I I couldn't see the ball when it when it landed. He hit it really hard. <laughs> it, was, it was ridiculous. Yeah, Andy's playing great. Carter tries starting to get going a little bit. Uh, we got to get Lavari back going, but. Um, some of the bats are starting to come around, so that's exciting. Yeah, the, the remarkable thing, I think Gariola was one of 11 to start the season. He did not have a good first two games against Iona, and I think he hit a home run in game three, and it's been uh, all full speed ahead ever since. Yeah, he's been hot ever, ever since, you're right. I was really proud, too, of Tommy Gertner and Nick Pantos. I mean, they both had their best outings of the year on the road, um, you know, and Gertner, I mean, he couldn't have pitched on a worse day to pitch. <laughs> I mean, the wind's howling out, and, you know, he, he pitched great. I mean, give up two runs through five innings. I thought he was fantastic. And Nick Pantos on, on Saturday uh, was equally as, as good and, you know, just kept throwing that sinker in there. And we played really good defense behind him. We made error in the first inning on a tough play. I thought that was a tough error. Um, and then Kenny Lavar played third as, this weekend as good as – I've ever seen anyone play third in a college baseball game, man. He, he made every single play there is to make and made them all, uh, you know, in, in good fashion. So we're, we're um, that, that helped us win without a doubt. And um, the, the start on Saturday for Panthers reminded me of the Kansas state, um, the Kansas state game. When he had all those. Everybody, yeah. Getting, getting a lot of ground balls, early count yeah. ground balls. And that's when he's at his best. Um, and we were going to take him out after six and he said, I feel fine. I can go out and get us, you know, let's go first guy that gets on. And so, um, he went back out there and got an out in the the seventh as well. So I like that usually when kids want to go back out there, um, as long as we're in agreement, Mike and I, then I'm usually have to send them, send them back out based on pitch count. His pitch count was down really low. So he was fine. It was, you know, just a cold day that worried me a little bit, but. Uh, Nick's really throwing the ball well for us. You've you've mentioned the the need to eventually throw Hartline and Dean in the same game. We saw it twice this week against TCU and, and after Pantos on on Saturday. Um, just I, I guess what 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 went into the decision both times to to throw Hartline and Dean and um, is, is yeah. that. It, uh, you know we didn't need to throw either of them on Friday because we had the big lead and then. You know, on Saturday, you're, you're going to win the series. Um, so I've never been one to get greedy, worrying about the next game. We try to win the one we're playing. And 
Jason's stuff just wasn't quite the same. It didn't look quite the same. You know, he gave up the home run and another hit. And I just thought we needed maybe a little bit more velocity uh, at that point. So we brought Noah in. And he, he wasn't a great either, uh, but he was good enough. And um, both of those guys, I think, we were able to win without them throwing their best. Um, and they've been picking us up so much over the last two years. So that was good. And maybe it had something to do with the Tuesday game. So we're, we're going to probably give them the week and rest them, throw some bullpens and get them ready to go for the weekend. Yeah, it's always encouraging can win despite not having either of them on their, their A game. But both looked fantastic against DCU, I think. Hard, yeah, they hard. both threw the ball really well. I think, you know, I mean, hard through two shutout innings, only through like 18 pitches. And, uh, you know, Dean's last fastball was 97. So mm -hmm. uh, those guys are doing well. We're excited about adding uh, – we've got another freshman. We're going to add to the mix hopefully in the next couple of weeks, uh, Henry Herson, who's been battling some arm stuff, but really looks like he's getting healthy. It's a powerful, big right-handed arm that could really help us. So that's exciting as well. Yeah, because the, the bullpen is probably a little more lefty dominant than, than you would care to if, if you had your way, correct? No question. It absolutely is. Yeah. So adding another righty in there is, um, is going to be big. And I got to get Dobzanski in the game. That's on me. I mean, I probably should have had him in that game much earlier and we'd end up not throwing him. Um, so I, that's what I meant. I, I didn't do a good job with the bullpen on Sunday. And when I evaluate our stuff, I'm also evaluating the job I did. Um, and you, you got to make a lot of decisions in a college baseball game and in a season and not all of them are right. But I, I think when you're willing to, you know, look in the mirror and say, what could I do better? You know, I don't want to let our guys down with the decisions that I make. So probably Sunday, if I had two, I'd say leave, leave Sam out there, you know, for another inning because he was throwing the ball well, even though he gave up two runs in the fourth. Um, and then also get Dobzanski in the game sooner because uh, he's been throwing the ball real well for us. Well, we're just about three and a half hours from first pitch against the Kedats. Um, unless you or Bo have anything to add, I think it's about time to get out of here. It is. And uh, thank you, everybody, again. Hope, hopefully we'll get some people out for this weekend. The weather looks really well, really nice and um, warm. And come on out and support the boys. That's right. It's spring and it's baseball season. <laughs> it finally, finally feels like both. Finally feels like both. Let's do it. All right. We'll be back next week. Usual time, Tuesday or Monday, I should say. Um, I'm, I'm thrown off to Monday. Um, we'll recap VMI, a uh, three-game set against Charlotte. We'll look forward to Campbell and the Monarchs hitting the road for FIU. But until then, thanks, everyone, for listening to the Extra Finnings podcast. Take care. Uh, thank you to Brian Holland and Atlantic Bay. Never want to go without thanking them for all their support. Shares my house behind the pocket of my shirt I just keep rolling till I'm in the dirt Cause I'm a traveler Oh, I'm a traveler